How's it going, everybody? Welcome to Just Nobody's Podcast. I'm your host, Ryan. And I'm your host, Daniel. And today we're doing a podcast. Woo! If you're new to the channel, please hit the subscribe button and also hit the like button. It's the one with the thumbs up, the one that will bring you happiness. It'll, when you click it, it literally have fireworks. <laughs> Do it. Also, comment what you want us to talk about next week. As you can see throughout this video, we took your guys' suggestions from last week and we're talking about it this week. So let's get into it. By now, if you're a Cobra Kai fan, you've probably seen Cobra Kai season five. Yeah. It was a great season. It was phenomenal. It's only fitting that we do some theories about Cobra Kai. And Daniel actually did a, you just did a theory oh, yeah. this week about Cobra Kai. Yeah, so for those who miss it on TikTok, there's actually a theory that Terry Silver is actually terminally ill and he's actually dying. Yeah, I mean, it seems like you have a villain. There's some sympathy throughout the show. Makes mm -hmm. you feel a little, you know, a little bad for them. But Terry Silver, we haven't experienced any kind of like redeeming moment for him. Not at all. He's just pure evil. Okay, so for everyone who missed it, when episode 9, Johnny and Carmen are going to get their ultrasound to see their baby, right? And when they're exiting the hospital, they're going down the elevator. Now, when the elevator opens on floor 3 of the hospital, we see Terry Silver exiting, and he joins them in the elevator. Now, in a hospital, floor 3 of every almost every hospital, that's for the critical care patients, where they're actually getting treatment for their terminal illnesses. If you really start thinking about what the heck is going on in that scene, they're in a hospital. Why would Terry Silver be in the hospital? Yeah. And he's coming out of floor three. And they do make a point. They really show you that floor three. They really show so it. That sign for floor three is very big. There's nothing else behind him. It's just the number three. Yeah. Right? And when he's fighting Chosen, he tells him, I'm not afraid to die. He's ready. Right. And what's so funny, after you talked about that, I saw some comments, people saying like, I think, season four there's a scene where terry silver like skips breakfast and his butler's like oh sir like you're skipping breakfast today or he says you want me to call the doctor okay yeah. so implying that there's some underlying health issues that terry silver is already experiencing back in season four right his butler's like insinuating that it hasn't been the first time they need to call the doctor right so terry get that help but, man but this might be the redeeming moment even if he's dying it really doesn't redeem his behavior of make, like, psychologically manipulating these kids and s making them suffer oh yeah yeah, yeah he's a pretty bad guy there's got to be something deeper there's got to be something that's really screwed up for him where you got to feel bad for him okay so moving on from that do you know the theory on who's coming back for season six no okay so we all know throughout the show they've been bringing back old characters they brought back crease they brought back mike barnes they brought back terry silver but there's also one person that hasn't made it back from the miyagi verse who okay so this season we got introduced to master kim who came to work alongside terry silver and to help build cobra kai but now that terry silver's out of the picture she's probably going to take it all over and it only makes sense that daniel and the crew bring back more people on their side to help bring her down and the theory is that that one person to come back will be Julie Pierce because we know that if Mr. Miyagi had such a good relationship with Daniel, he for sure told him who Julie Pierce was. That would be insane. I mean, you'd have to think, right? If Mr. Miyagi had Daniel almost all throughout all of his life, right? He knows about Julie Pierce. Yeah. There's I mean, no way he doesn't. Especially considering that in season five, we learned that Mr. Miyagi was at Daniel's like wedding. Yeah. And Julie Pierce was only like probably a couple years after Daniel LaRusso, right? Exactly. So definitely knows who Julie Pierce is. They didn't mention Julie Pierce already in the show. Nope. She is considered a karate kid. So I think she has to come back. And she is in the Miyagi-verse. Exactly. All right. Speaking of Cobra Kai, 
and the next season special guest. There's a crazy theory for the next season of Cobra Kai. I still can't get over how good season five was. Yes, as we all know, Cobra Kai is amazing. And just like we predicted, Mike Barnes did come back in season five. But what if I told you there's someone else that's going to be coming back in season six that's not Julie Pierce? Who else would that be? So in season five, we learn about this new martial arts tournament called the Saikai Taikai. It's not just a karate tournament. It's trying to showcase all the different fighting styles around the world to show who is the greatest fighter. And we learned that this tournament takes place in Japan, which is an international tournament where all the countries around the world come together and fight. Right. And like you said, every season that we've seen in Cobra Kai, there's always a new character, right? We have Kreese, then we got Terry Silver, then we got Chosen, then we got Mike Barnes. So it makes sense that the next season we're going to be getting someone else. And there's one person that no one's talking about, and it's Jaden Smith's character, Dre Park, who was in the Karate Kid movie with Jackie Chan, and he could be the one coming back for season six. Wait, isn't Will Smith a producer on Cobra Kai? Yeah, and it would make sense why Jaden Smith would be in this new season, because one, he's from China, he knows Kung Fu, it's an all-around martial arts tournament, and he would be 24 years old at the time, so he would be like a coach now, and maybe he could help Daniel, Johnny, and Chosen. And the actor who plays Johnny Lawrence, William Zapka, said that there was scenes shot for season five that were such big moments, like OMG moments he described, that they decided to push back and save it for the future because it was such a big scene. So they said, we're just going to save it for later. Okay, that definitely means something big is going to come. Yeah, sure seems like if he's saying that there's going to be some OMG moments. For Cobra Kai, right, OMG moments is when we see Kreese come, right? Yeah. We see Terry Silver come back. We see Mike Barnes. We see Chosen. So OMG moments, it's definitely a character coming back. Oh, 100%. And let me tell you something. If Jaden Smith came on the show, that would break the internet. Yeah, it would be very shocking. I feel like he's a trendsetter. He would want to come on Cobra Kai. Honestly, who wouldn't want to be on Cobra Kai? If you're in the Karate Kid universe, like, come on. He's going to be back. It wouldn't make sense to turn it down. Gosh, that would be really cool, too, to see Jackie Chan in Cobra Kai. Okay, so moving on from Cobra Kai, have you ever seen the news broadcast that will play when the world's ending? What? Okay, so back in 1980, when CNN was created, the founder of CNN said that CNN will never stop broadcasting. And if they do it will be because the world is ending. Okay, that's not scary at all. Yeah, so what he did was he created a broadcast that will only play if the world's ending. And on that broadcast, it's a video of a band playing the song Near My God to Thee, which is literally the same song that was played on the Titanic before it sank, according to all the survivors of the Titanic. So if we see this broadcast and we hear this music playing, the world's ending. Yep, we're all screwed. Thanks for giving us the warning. Do you know what's funny? Like, this wasn't even supposed to be leaked. It was leaked by CNN. They were supposed to keep this to themselves. And what, they started playing it on accident? Yeah, one of them leaked it. One of the employees leaked it. But don't you think that's even more scary that they were going to keep it secret? They were going to keep the Doomsday broadcast secret. They weren't going to tell anyone that they had a broadcast for when the world ends. Oh, uh, I see. But I guess at the same time, like, what does that do? I mean, it's just a little suspicious to even have that and keep it a secret because once it plays though like who's going to really be able to see it it's all done right but done. once it plays no one's going to know what it is so why would you keep that a secret i guess that's true okay so up next did you see how the store payless exposed a bunch of people how would payless expose people okay so everybody knows payless and they're known for their super low prices but a lot of people think that all their products are super low quality so what payless decided to do was they decided to expose everyone. Okay, how did they do that? So for two days, one of the Payless stores changed their name to Palesi and changed the interior of the store to look like a designer store. And usually all their shoes are like $20 each, but they decided to change the price to $400 each. And then they held like this huge grand opening for Palesi, even though it was just a Payless remodel. And they invited a bunch of like designers and all these different people. And all the people were saying, 
Wow, all these shoes are so high quality. It's like a designer shoe. And they even said the $400 price tag made sense because of the good quality in the shoe. So all they did was up the price, change the name, and people are loving it. Yeah, a bunch of the people that were invited were paying $400 for these $20 shoes. And when they were told after they bought them, they were like super embarrassed. Shoot, man, I'd be embarrassed too. You look like a fool. Yeah, dude, they looked so like... They're like, oh my gosh, are you serious? They have it on video. Like, they have it on video. Like people like praising the shoe, like how good it is. Yeah, they're like, oh my gosh, I would wear this to the Met Gala. Oh my god. Yeah. And do they record them going to Payless before? No. Uh oh, that was just funny too. They're like, but right, people, all these people think that Payless has bad quality stuff. Right. Now they think it's super high quality, and all they did was they put a Paylessy sticker over the Payless logo on the shoe. It was just a sticker. <laughs> That's amazing. How you can just like totally just manipulate people into thinking that it's better than what it is yeah they marked up their prices 1800 percent well that's why when you really look at like the even the designer shoes yeah i'm pretty sure it's a lot it's pretty cheap to make you know i don't think they're really it's like cost them much to do right they're just paying for the name it comes down to like the name tag you know like the following that brand has right nike has a large following so people like want the swoosh and what's funny is too when they're interviewing people they're like oh my gosh i love palessi like they knew what it was like but it was it was palessi. made up yeah palessi's not real <laughs> okay so moving on we haven't talked about marvel in a long time i feel kind of bad a lot of people asked about doing She-Hulk. So, with that being said, there's a crazy She-Hulk theory that may confirm all these big Marvel superheroes that are entering the MCU. What is it? So, at the end of the fifth episode, spoiler alert for anybody who hasn't seen it yet, but as we know, during the credit scenes, like there's always a hand-drawn portion where it looks like it recaps what happened in the episode and kind of fills in the gaps of the scenes that weren't in the episode. Right, it's like right before the post-credit scene. Yeah, so remember at the end, and during that scene where there's all the hand-drawn scenes, you see them holding the Iron Man shoe in the, the shoe wall with all the different types of superhero shoes? Okay, to be honest, this past week, I didn't watch the credits. Okay, so in the credits, there's a scene with all these superhero shoes, right? There's Ghost Rider, there's The Thing, there's Spider-Man, there's Wolverine, there's Cyclops. There's like a bunch of people... Like, huge Marvel characters that weren't in the MCU, but apparently they are in the MCU because why would they have shoes if they didn't exist? Showing that all of these characters already exist in the MCU. So they just slid that in and just confirmed Cyclops in the thing? We know that from D23, Matt Shackman, the director of the Fantastic Four, was announced at D23. So the Fantastic Four are coming. We know that the X-Men probably won't happen until, like, 2025. But if the thing is, like, the thing's shoes in the background, you know the thing exists. Because otherwise... How could you have a sh like a shoe, custom shoe for the thing, and no one knows who he is? Yeah, that's kind of weird. That's a big announcement in a small detail. I know. It seems like She-Hulk's done a lot with that whole like Wolverine announcement. Like the man gets in a fight with the oh like claws at the bar. So it seems like they're using She-Hulk to really show everyone like, look, you know, the X-Men are here, the Fantastic Four are here, but we haven't shown you them yet. But yeah. we'll show you their shoes. <laughs> I was trying to figure that out. The whole Wolverine thing. I was like. Logically, what else could that be? Who else would have a like a claw fight in the bar? No one. Nobody. Also at D23, King Thanos was announced. And King Thanos is a beast. I know Kevin Feige said this is the new character for the new ride, right? Yeah, so King Thanos is a variant of Thanos that actually won instead of lost during Avengers Endgame. He destroyed all the superheroes. He got what he wanted. He snapped half, you know, half the universe away. In the comics, he was able to destroy Galactus with one hit. He killed the Guardians of the Galaxy. He kills the X-Men. He kills the Fantastic Four. Kills the Watcher. He kills everyone. King Thanos is the ultimate villain. Wipes everyone out. If this is true, Kevin Feige did confirm that not only is King Thanos going to be in this new ride, 
He's also going to be in the MCU now. Because technically, since they're bringing him into the ride, he's a part of the MCU. I know the concept art looks insane for him. Yeah, and with that concept art, right, it really shows the whole multiverse, right, coming together to fight King Thanos. And the ride is supposed to be where it's like, you have different characters, different... Every time you ride the ride, it's a little bit different. You have different heroes, different villains, but everyone's coming together to fight King Thanos. We have to get on this ride when it comes out. We have to. Yeah, I just I just picture it now. The weights are going to be crazy for it. Oh, 100%. And then speaking of the multiverse, we need to talk about Loki Season 2. Loki Season 2 was officially announced at D23. Apparently, I think some footage was shown to people, but this whole new season will revolve around Loki. You know, he's the only one that really knows about King the Conqueror, and he's going to be going around trying to warn people like, hey, look, King the Conqueror is real. Like, he's a real threat. Be careful. Yeah, I guess Loki is the only one to have direct contact with King. I mean, you have Loki, you have Sylvie, and you have Renslayer that knows who King the Conqueror is and like he who remains. But at the end of Loki season one, Loki is the only one that seems to remember what happened during the like Loki show. Like the TVA doesn't know what's going on. Like Mobius doesn't know what's going on. And what's so unfortunate for Loki is that no one knows that what he went through. No one knows that he's actually become a hero now. He's the god of mischief. So no one will take him seriously anyways. And he's going to be going around telling everyone there is a major villain that's here that's going to wipe us all out if we're not careful. He's going to be the one that have to go tell the Avengers. He's going to be the one to have to tell Mobius. He has to tell everyone but no one's going to want to believe him. It's going to be really hard for people to believe Loki. Like, now that he's good. I don't think anybody's going to believe it. Like, Thor's going to be like, oh, you're such a joker. Like, Yeah, but that just sets up Kang to be able to wipe everyone. Like, it could be one of those things where this is what redeems Loki, where heroes won't take him seriously. Kang wins a little bit. And like, oh my gosh, Loki was right. You yeah. Know? And it could be kind of like cool for like the future of Loki. But this could definitely set up, like, even... In the footage for Ant-Man, right? He says that he's killed the Avengers before. Kang does tell Scott Lang, like, did I kill you before? Yeah. Insinuating that he's killed a lot of Avengers. Avengers, yeah. That concludes Marvel. Moving on to... I think you're going to think this is crazy. Do you know about the guy who could only eat mac and cheese? No. So there's a guy named Austin Davis, and all he can eat is mac and cheese. And whenever his family has tried to get him to eat other things, he just can't. Like the smell of pizza, the smell of steak, the taste of it makes him throw up. So all he does is eat mac and cheese. That's kind of sad. Yeah, so whenever Austin goes grocery shopping, when he's trying to buy his mac and cheese, there's only one type of mac and cheese that he like only buys. Okay, is it Velveeta or Kraft? He said Velveeta is the best. And he said that's like the most consistent out of all the mac and cheese. So I guess that's the best one. But Austin like expressed like how it's very hard to hang out with friends because whenever his friends go out to eat, he has to bring his own mac and cheese. And whenever he cooks the mac and cheese or whenever his grandma cooks the mac and cheese for him, it has to be the same pan every time. And if it's not the same pan he says like he could tell the taste is way off so many doctors are worried for his health because i mean no one should be consuming the same thing for all their life right so like austin tries to work out four times a week to try to keep himself in shape does he know why he can only eat mac and cheese so apparently it's a very common food disorder i think it's called like selective food disorder where all they can do is eat the same type of food every single day and their brain only allows them to eat one type of food and a lot of people actually have this like some people could only eat french fries for every meal of their life and some people could only eat cheese pizza some people like only can eat steak and it's just that's all they can do that's what their body is like used to and that's the only thing that their body will accept other things that they try to eat like broccoli or any kind of other food they'll throw up so no matter how much they try their brain will not let them eat anything else yeah so it's like a psychological block they see it like it looks good to them but then when they smell it or they taste it uh -huh. it, it makes them get sick it's not an enjoyable thing for them it's just like they have to. They they have to eat pizza. They have to eat french fries. So it's not like they choose to. I know. They have to. They have to. Because their brain only accepts that as like their type of food. 
Oh, that's really sad. Okay, so the last couple of weeks, we've done some stories. I've told you some stories. It's been pretty crazy. And I think people like stories. So I have a really crazy story today. Ooh. Do you know about the man who got his life saved by a TV show? A TV show saved the guy's life? Yeah, so it's a real life story about a guy named Juan Cancelan. And one day when his wife is driving Juan to work, she parks the car. Juan gets out of the car to head to work. But as he gets out of the car, all of a sudden he notices when he looks up, he sees two police officers pointing guns at him and telling him to freeze. All of a sudden, out of nowhere, 10 police officers come, tackle Juan, and arrest him. And Juan kept asking them like why are you guys arresting me i didn't do anything wrong and the police just didn't answer him so they take Juan to the police station they ask him you know why you're here and Juan's like i have no idea like please tell me so three months before Juan got arrested that day a 16 year old girl named martha got killed and that 16 year old girl martha was a police informant and it just so happened that martha was actually helping the police arrest Juan's brother apparently Juan's brother was accused of a crime and martha had information that was going to get Juan's brother in jail Juan and his family knew who martha was she was the one that was trying to get Juan's brother in jail so obviously they didn't really like her so Martha was killed yeah so two weeks after Martha tried to get Juan's brother in jail Martha was murdered and immediately Juan became the prime suspect for the murder because obviously the police thought that Juan wanted to get revenge on Martha so they arrest Juan that day and they take him to court and Juan's like guys I have no idea what you are talking about I never murdered Martha I had nothing to do with this but none of the police officers none of the detectives none of the lawyers believed him because all the evidence pointed to Juan being the killer of Martha. Okay, that's crazy. So at this point, Juan is super depressed because he wants to get out of jail. He wants to see his family, but the judge ends up giving Juan the death sentence. Wait, if he's on death row, then he must have done it. Yeah, well, Juan keeps trying to convince the police, like, I had nothing to do with this. I did not do this. So the police show him, like, look, this is the drawing of the witness that said this is the killer, and the drawing looked just like Juan. So the police told Juan, you are the killer because this looks identical to you. But Juan's like, no, that's not me. I didn't do it. Okay, I don't know where this is going. So the police did not want to believe Juan at all. They just wanted this case to be over. They wanted Juan to go on death row and die so they could move on with their lives. I don't get why the police are acting like that. Yeah, I'm not sure why, but the police kept asking Juan, what were you doing on the day Martha was murdered? And Juan's like, I don't even know what day she was murdered. What day was it? And the police were like, you know what day it was. And whenever Juan said, I don't know what day it was, they said, no, you know, because you were at the crime scene. So at this point, Juan thought he was screwed. Like, all the police don't believe him. The lawyers don't believe him. The judge doesn't believe him. But there's one person that believed him. And that was his lawyer, Todd Milner. So Todd got in a room with Juan and gave him a calendar and said, like, what were you doing the night Martha was murdered? And Juan was able to tell him, like, okay, that night I went to the Dodger game with my seven-year-old daughter, Melissa. So that's a good piece of evidence. No, so just wait. So the, the lawyers, the police, no one believed Juan that he was actually at the Dodger game. So Todd went to Dodger Stadium and asked the production team, like, hey, like, is there any footage from that night of the game, like, of any of the fans? So they go through all the footage they couldn't find Juan they couldn't find his daughter are you kidding me so one of the cameramen at Dodger Stadium that night did tell Todd that there was someone else that was recording that night and it just so happened that Larry David the creator of Seinfeld was filming his show Curb Your Enthusiasm that night and they were only filming for about 30 minutes and out of all the 58,000 seats it just so happened that they were filming this show 20 rows in front of Juan's seats so was Juan seen in the footage well Todd Juan's lawyer contacted HBO and asked him like, hey, is there any chance I can get this footage? My client really needs this. This could make his life or break his life. And HBO was kind of reluctant about giving him the tapes because they didn't want to be attached to the criminal case. But Larry David decided like, let's just do it. Let's just give him the tapes. So they ended up letting Todd watch the tapes and Todd's watching all the tapes, looking at it. He can't find Juan in anything. 
And all the workers at HBO were like laughing at him like, dude, you're not going to find him. But it just so happened there's one last tape. And right when he puts it in the player, all of a sudden you could see Juan and his daughter walk in front of the camera and go to their seats. Are you serious? So this is what saves him. Well, that's what they thought. They thought they saved Juan. But when they looked at the recording time, it said it was at 9.09. And Martha's death was at 10.45. So they said that there's still a chance that Juan could have still left Dodger Stadium and killed Martha. Oh my gosh. So Todd asked Juan, is there any chance that you might have called someone after the game to prove where you were? So Juan recalls that he called his wife after the game and told her, we are leaving the stadium now. We're heading home. And it just so happened that the phone call was made at 1013 and Martha's death was at 1040. So after some investigation, they realized it would have been impossible for Juan to get to where Martha was killed from Dodger Stadium in that short amount of time. So the judge ruled out that Juan is innocent and he's been falsely accused of this murder. Okay, this is one of the happiest, saddest stories I've ever heard. It's nuts. It's so like shocking that if this didn't happen, if they didn't film that TV show that one night, if Juan didn't buy those tickets for that baseball game, he would have been convicted of murder. That is crazy. They were only filming for 30 minutes and he got in there. Yeah, it just so happened that he was right there. Oh my gosh. All right, this next part of the podcast is called Whose Side Are You On? Where Leia comes on and talks about a real life story about two people. One's right and one's wrong. And we're going to find out who's right and who's wrong. And so will you. Here comes Leia. All right, whose side are you on? Whose side are you on? Am I wrong? Boyfriend spends his birthday with another woman. Whoa. Oof. Wow, way to... Drop the mic on that one, huh? <laughs> My boyfriend's 38 male's birthday is coming up, and we are not spending it together. Instead, he is going to a concert with two friends, 33 female and 37 male. Yikes. They had tickets before for a different date, but then the concert happened to be rescheduled to that night because of COVID. I, 34 female, had no issues with this. I get it. However, a few weeks ago, the same 33 female, we'll call her Sarah, from the first concert, bought him tickets without him knowing to another concert the very next day. Just the two of them. Wow. Sarah, Sarah said it was because he helped her move recently, which he did. I don't care for either band they're going to see, so it's fine that I was invited. It just irritates me that both days of his birthday weekend, he is going to be over an hour away at events with Sarah. Yeah, it has nothing to do with if you like the band or not. It could have been <laughs> the Wiggles for all I care, but if she's going to... <laughs> I wanted to at least have dinner or something with him. Also, I've had issues with Sarah in the past. She has kissed my boyfriend <laughs> while she was drunk and been just plain rude to me while flirting with him. Sarah does currently have a boyfriend that she is newly living with. My boyfriend thinks I'm being a douche by not trusting him. He just wants to go to the concerts, but I can't help but feeling kind of nervous and pissed at the whole thing. Also, it's hard for me to trust him with Sarah because he lied to me when she drunk kissed him before he didn't know i saw them and denied it so i wouldn't get angry am i wrong and have jealousy issues or is this just messed up whose side are you on uh it's pretty just messed up <laughs> yeah i think that's just safe to say mm -hmm. her name's sarah sarah's the bad person mm -hmm. the story writer doesn't say who her name no. is sarah you suck <laughs> sarah's a home wrecker well, it's sad that Sarah is also in a relationship. What's up with her boyfriend? Sarah's boyfriend. And what's up with the story writer's boyfriend? I don't know. I, I don't know. <laughs> story writer needs to get out of the relationship. Yeah. She yeah. Leave him. Fast. Leave him. She needs to realize that this ain't right, you know? No. So, know your worth, honey. You don't deserve that. Maybe the writer of the story, I don't know. We don't know the relationship. But just from what you're telling us, you're in the right and you got to leave that guy. Because that guy is cheating on you. Deuces. He's cheating on you, and Sarah's laughing in your face. Yeah, yeah. you don't even know what's going on. Yeah. Nope. 
You gotta get out. They could have done more than just drunk kiss. <laughs> uh, yep. They could have hugged. That could, that's worse. <laughs> <laughs> this is a it's a PG rated show. So whose side are we on, friends? The story writer side. Obviously. She just called you a friend. I'll just go hang out with Sarah. <laughs> no. Let us know. Let us know. Are you on Team Sarah's side or are you on the Team Rider side? And team I... Rider. Team Rider. Team Rider. <laughs> All right. Thank you, Leia. <laughs> All right, guys. Thank you so much for watching. If you made it this far in the podcast, please remember to hit the subscribe button. It's the one you know with the S and the U and the B, the red one. You know, all the rest of it. <laughs> oh my god i was about to but i was like man i might screw this up so i'm not gonna say it you just had to call me out like that all right make sure you hit the button if you feel sorry for me and hit the like button also because there's it's fireworks it's gonna be good okay i do know most subscribers okay just to be clear also comment what you want us to talk about next week as you can see throughout this video we used your guys' suggestions and we talked about it this week so make sure yeah, do that. Comment. It's late. We're tired, but we're here. We're getting it for you guys. Watch us tomorrow on TikTok, and we'll see you guys next week, Saturday, on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and YouTube. See you on the TikTok. God bless you guys. See ya. Love ya.